the PA School Experience Episode 1, My Journey. Welcome to the PA School Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Sebring Sands, and we'll explore what it's like to go through PA school and give you a glimpse into the excitement of becoming a PA. Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of the PA School Experience Podcast. I'm excited to kind of get this project going. Um, it was really interesting. A little bit ago, I was on Reddit, and I decided to contribute a little bit to the pre-PA school subreddit. And it was so cool to help others with questions that I had when I was going through the application process and the pre-PA process. And it was just so exciting for me and just so so fulfilling that I wanted to kind of go deeper into what it's like to be a PA student because there's really no content out there. There's a couple blogs, but nothing recent. And it was years ago of people. And I just thought it'd be really cool to kind of go through maybe what my schedule's like, what tests are like, what the the whole education system is like, because people tell you it's hard. It's like drinking from a fire hose, but no one really knows what that means until you're in PA school. And if I can help people be prepared and excited for PA school, that's my goal. So I plan to dig into some of the hardest things, my hardest challenges, my successes, things I use, things that are awesome. And later on, I hope to bring on my fellow colleagues in the program and have them talk about their experiences getting into PA school, what PA school is like for them, and just have a good time um, sharing what it's like to be in PA school. For this episode, I wanted to talk about my journey to PA school and what was like going through undergrad, the application process, and now in PA school. So I started out going to undergrad at Utah State University. I started, I just got done living in Brazil for two years. I was a missionary for my, for the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. Um, if you haven't know, know them before, a lot of times as a young man at 19, but now 18 um, today, go out and live in a different part of the country or a different country for two years. And we talked about our religion with other people. So I come back and I knew I really wanted to be in the healthcare field. And growing up, I really had this awesome kind of mentor, family friend that was a chiropractor. And it was just so cool to have him share with us when I was little about anatomy and about just the human body. I thought that was so fascinating. And he was a, he was a chiropractor that was focused more on the anatomy and more on the technicality of, of the chiropractic field. And it just felt like a kind of a, a specialized physical therapist in some respects. And I really respected that. So I kind of go into undergrad with that mentality and I really wanted to set up a shadowing with a, P, a chiropractor that I knew. So I did that. I went in. It was a good experience. But one thing that really um, set me, really um, showed me a different path that I wanted to take was I was had this thought when he was, the chiropractor was working that 
It seemed like he was only able to do a few things to help people. And if that didn't work, you'd have people come back and try possibly the same things again and and have them come back and back. And hopefully that would help them fix it. Granted, I know that chiropractors are really good for some things that modern medicine can't really help with. And that's where um, their expertise lies. But it wasn't for me. It was not the path I wanted to take. I wanted to do the most good for the most people. And so I switched my gears to pre-med. I wanted to go to medical school. Really not really knowing any other path. I didn't really want to be a nurse. I just felt like I wanted to do more and be more responsible for patient care. But I didn't know any other path, so I went with that. And I just started doing classes um, with anatomy and biology. I loved my undergrad major as a biology major. It was exciting. It was interesting for the most part. I really didn't like doing anything else other than biology classes, chemistry classes. Those were exciting for me. And as the years went on, I just kept following in the same pathway and it kind of got not so much a rut but just a pattern and a habit and just it felt comfortable being in this pathway my brother was on it but then he left so I was the only one in this path of becoming um the doctor and then came (laughs) the year I graduated in 2017 I forgot to mention that by the time I graduated, I have been married for three years. I got married in 2014, and that played a big role in my decisions to pursue careers because it was my future with my with my family that was um, important for me to figure out and to incorporate into my goals. And I had at that time I had a wife and a daughter, and that made a big decision in me switching ultimately to becoming a PA later on. 2017, that was an interesting year. So I graduated um, the end of my spring semester, which was around May. And I was all right. I did all right in undergrad. Really not spectacular for any pre-health graduate school. And realizing this, during the middle of the summer or right after I graduated, I needed to go back to increase my GPA to some sort of a school. I ended up going back to Utah State again because it was so easy to just get more, uh, sign up for more classes. But towards the end of the summer, around August, I was planning on taking the MCAT. And I was not really studying very well with that. I was burnt out from undergrad and just life. And I was also working as a CNA at the time. And at the end, a few days before I was going to take the MCAT, we lost our second child. Um, My wife was pregnant and she miscarried. It wasn't just a normal miscarriage. Um, She actually had to vaginally deliver the fetus. And it was really hard for us. I was nowhere in the mentality to take the MCAT. So I just put it on hold. And I was thinking maybe I'm going to have to take more classes anyway. I'm just going to put off to next year. So we were grieving. My wife was finishing up cosmetology school, and I was just working as a CNA until I could get into classes again the next the next year, spring of um, 2018. And it was a good time for me to just 
recuperate from studying from undergrad and gave me more time with my family. And then I started back again taking only biology classes mostly because I was wanting to increase my science GPA for GA school mostly. And then comes the summer of 2018. It was very unexpected. We were um, hanging out with friends and they invited us to spend a week with them at their parents' cabin in Bear Lake, which is just this nice lake um, an hour away from Logan where Utah State is located. And it was really fun. We had a very good time with them. But they invited another couple. And guess what? The husband was going through the time that we met each other. He was in his clinical years of PA school. And we got through introductions. And we I told him that, yeah, I was planning on um, going to medical school. I was wanting to apply there. And he kind of mentioned that he was in PA school. And it was really awesome. He's really excited about it. I've heard about PA school. I heard about PAs but wasn't really sure about it. So I kind of was very curious and asked him about it. What what were PAs? What was it like being PA school? Do you love it? And of course he said, yes, it's amazing. I love, he told me about the PA profession, all the perks, all the benefits, all the, and just his excitement. And it got me really wanting to learn more. So I started listening, tried to listen to podcasts. There wasn't really any. There was just the one, um, the PA School um, Club podcast, which Savannah does an amazing job at kind of helping you through the application process and the pre-PA process. And I listened to one of her episodes about going to medical school or becoming a PA or becoming a doctor. (laughs) It's very enlightening. But I knew I needed to set up a shadowing with a PA to really know if this was the path for me. Because it sounded too good to be true for me, at least. Uh, Two years of school, you don't have to take the AMCAT, which I was so excited to not do. I pretty much had all the classes that were required for it. I had enough or would have enough um, clinical experience by the time I applied um, to not be really an issue. So I set up my first shadowing a couple months. The earliest I could do, I think, was a couple months after that experience, that vacation. And it was in an urgent care with his PA, and it was amazing. He was he was on fire. It was exciting. Um, I did shadow doctors in the past for medical school, and those are really good experiences. And those felt very much the same. And I was like, whoa, you could practice medicine at this level with really no, you know, especially in the urgent care, really no impediments. And it was amazing. And I was like, yes, I think this is what I want to do. So I do another shadowing. I was able to get uh, maybe a month later at dermatologist's office. And that was amazing too. It was a different pace, completely different environment, but it was still exciting. And he knew his stuff. The PA knew his, his stuff. And he was so gracious to let me shadow him. And I was very excited. So I switched gears to PA school. I told my, I told my father-in-law, he was, he was a hospital administrator for most of his career. And, you know, I was nervous to tell him because I don't know if anyone else thinks this. At least I thought this when I was making the switch. When you get in the pre-med field mentality, the pre-health, you know, the pre-med 
mentality for so long, you feel like, you know, anything less than that is you're kind of selling yourself short and you are not pushing yourself hard enough. You're just kind of settling. And I thought that for so long and I was so nervous to tell my father-in-law because I felt like he was going to just think I'm settling. But I told him and I was like, yes, I want to do it. And at the time too, it's amazing. This is such a blessing. Um, I was shadow. I was volunteering in the OR at the hospital. I surrounded by other um, people working, and a lot of them were pre-med. That some of them even got into medical school at the time, and also a lot of pre-PAs. And it was so exciting and such a camaraderie. Asking about their journey and why they decided to go to PA school, it was awesome. And I really that time I really got a good glimpse at what PAs, how they interacted with doctors in the OR, and just the whole healthcare team with nurses, PAs, doctors, everyone. And it was so exciting. It really got me excited to do that. So I was was working as a CNA. I was finishing up my classes, and I did pretty well. I did better. I got my science GPA up and my uh, general GPA up. And I think on the later episode, I could talk about break down my CASPA GPA and how it was presented to schools. And it was... It was just a good experience and I was just so pumped to apply to PA school and so ready and so excited but also nervous obviously because you don't want to fail you want to get in you don't want to be rejected and that's stressful so I started working on that um, I had a couple of advisors they were so awesome one followed me through most of my pre-med um, years and then another the other one kind of came in later when I was applying to PA school and she really helped me edit my personal statement got me in a good mindset about it helped prep me for um, interviews. It was, she was amazing. And also my father-in-law helped edit all my experiences and questions um, in the application. And I can go through the application as well because it's pretty detailed um, later on. And that was just a good experience, but very tough. And then I apply in June, um, beginning of June, and just had to wait for months. (laughs) I was working and hoping I was gotten into my checking email three times, five times a day addiction um, at that time, hoping to hear something. And at the end of August or yeah, end of, yeah, end of August, early September, I got an email from Sacred Heart University to have me come for an interview. And I was so excited. It was so exciting. Um, and I started making preparations, and I was going to go in October. And it was the first time for me even flying by myself, going anywhere, like, anywhere by myself, across, especially across the country. And it was exciting. I was nervous. I was shaky a lot of the times. And then I had the interview. I was so nervous for the interview. But one of the things I loved about Sacred Heart University is they make you, they make you so at ease they made it didn't make me feel nervous. Um, I felt very. I felt like I belonged there with the other people. It was a little intimidating because people tell their stories like, "Yeah, my experience was out, you know, ten years as an EMT or as a scribe or these other awesome experiences that they had," which is intimidating because you you try so hard not to compare yourself with others, but it's hard not to, especially when they're picking you over other people or other people over you. It's nervous. It's, it's nerve wracking, but they did such, did such a good job at helping us collaborate with other people. 
even the one-on-one interview was was so awesome. Um, I happened to do it with our program director now, but at the time he wasn't. Um, and an advice for anyone doing interviews, that's important to know the basics of why you even want to become a PA. Because he did ask me that, and I kind of uh, stumbled over my words, but, you know, the nerves get you and it's hard, but it was an amazing experience. And I left um, the interview feeling good, hopefully, um feeling like I got accepted. Months come by, I'm scanning forums about whether or not people are getting accepted and who, if they're still doing interviews. I find out later in December, I think, that I'm on the wait list. I was like, okay, I still have a chance. I, they still want me. They just want a lot of other people before me. And then the months go on, I end up getting a new CNA job and start working. And then comes April, comes the pandemic, which was stressful. And then comes my acceptance in April, and I was just so excited. I was just so excited and elated that I got accepted to PA school. It was my first time. I had really pretty low GPA averages compared to others. Um, but I was able to get in. I'll break down my stats later on, just kind of compare with the averages to see what really it takes to get into PA school and depending. I did apply to 14 schools and that helped a ton. I only got one interview and I got one acceptance at Secret Heart University. And the first semester was amazing. I'm in my second semester now. Um, fall semester was great. It was hard, it was challenging, it was exciting, it was stressful. I wanted to cry, I wanted to jump for joy. I guess you feel all the emotions. And to start professors are amazing they really are dedicated to us learning they care enough enough um they care for us enough to really push us and to call us out on things we're just not working hard enough on or we're just slacking on which is good um, because we want i want to become a, a practicing pa that you know understands things and can treat patients and it's not a liability so that's, you know, my story in a nutshell. I'm going to probably dig deeper into that and parts of it in later episodes. But that's me. I go to Secret Heart University, class cohort of 2022, and excited to become a PA. Thanks for listening to the PA School Experience Podcast. I appreciate you listening. If you know anyone that would benefit from it, please share it with them. I'm trying to do at least two episodes a month more if I can. Um, Just PA school is rough, especially during this time. So I hope to get them out um, semi-frequently to do the most good. Um, I hope to talk to you guys next time. Bye.